As a man, you have power to impact your family, community, and the world. Men hold the keys to home and society. Yet we are in a time where manhood is stigmatized and the role of a good man is unclear. Today, it is more difficult than ever to find guidance, wisdom, and support to navigate this reality. Welcome to the Father Podcast, where our mission is to restore the reputation of what biblical manhood can look like and how it can be lived in today's world as fathers, husbands, and leaders. If you'd like to help our mission and advance our work, please consider subscribing to this podcast and donate at fathermagazine.com. Enjoy our next episode that starts right now. Hey, welcome to the Father Podcast. Thank you for listening in. Today's pretty special. We have a book out there called Save the Boys. And this is the first of many podcast episodes that we're going to talk about. And we are so excited for you to join us in this journey. And it's just me and Stephen here uh, talking and hopefully answering some questions about the book and what you can do to make the book and its contents a part of your life. Hopefully you see a huge value in it. So today, Stephen, uh, I want to say again, hello, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad I'm you're glad here. to be here. Too. I'm very excited to, to share what's here. And I'm, we're finally... <laughs> after a very long journey at this place and uh, anxious for, for to introduce to everyone the content so they can gain from benefits. Yeah. 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 The purpose of this, uh, of this series called the save the boys series, we did do two save the boys is more of an intro of what we were developing, but now this is the post development series, uh, of, of the book. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through the book with you, uh, whoever's listening. Um, the fathers that are listening or the wives of men that have sons that are listening. And also, I just want to make a note. We don't want to leave the wives out here, right? But it, this is specifically written for boys. Would you? Yeah, would you agree it's, that, um, it is about boys. It's for boys. It's, it's for dads. But like you said, it, I just have to say it's for the girls. If I can... My motivation in the beginning for putting this together and putting the work into it was for my granddaughters because we need some great men. We need some mm-hmm. really great men coming up out there and they're not that many. And so that was part of the motivation. A big part of the motivation for me is the ladies. And there are a lot of single moms who are raising boys and they need some guidance and some help on what do mm-hmm. I do? So we're addressing all of that to help out. So important. That's good. Um, so I want to start off this podcast by saying thank you, Stephen, for all your hard work and what you've done uh, with this book. It's been so much fun uh, to, to create this book with you. I, obviously, as you know, I was the design side. You were the, you were the writer. So we worked together to do this. And it is a guide for leading boys into manhood. And what I wanted to ask you first, tell us a little bit about why yeah. you're writing this book. Yeah, or good. Why you I, wrote well, this book. Um, at the encouragement of my sons, who I who are my guinea pigs, of course, I have I have uh, four sons, but at their encouragement, and because I I wanted my granddaughters to have great options, 
I decided that it was important to, to, to invest some time and energy into helping dads raise their sons. Also, I saw that a lot of men are having a hard time. A lot of fathers just uh, didn't receive from their families very good tools, or they just don't know how to connect with their sons. Um, they lay awake at night concerned about um, the fact that they they don't know what to do to make sure their sons are going to grow up and do well in life. And I don't mean financially well. I mean emotionally well, relationally well, make good choices, um, keep safe, stay out of trouble, those kind of things. So those are things that father fellas and, um, and they want to be good dads. I, I hardly ever meet a man that doesn't want in his deepest parts to just be a good dad and to do a good job as a dad. But yeah. some things happened over time and we've lost some of the know-how to do that. And men are having a hard time connecting with their, their sons, getting their sons to listen to them, to trust them, to follow them, to want to be with them. And, and yet, so now they don't know where to go from there. So this is a way to both connect and then what to do once you begin to make the connection. When Once your son is listening to you, uh, we talk about where to go with that and, and lead them uh, down that good path. Yeah. So they have that, they can rest at night. Uh, they can know that their boys are going to make good choices, wise choices, and they're going to be safe and choose good friends and, and all of that. So, um, that's, and that's comforting uh, to a father. I mean, you know, you deal with, I'm sure you deal with a lot of fathers. Uh, you, you know, you are a family counselor yeah. by profession, right? Uh, and you talk with lots mm -hmm. of men yeah. and their wives, correct? My question to you is, Stephen, is what's the most common issues fathers say causes them to, to like you're saying, mm -hmm. to not sleep at night? when it comes to their boys, what is probably the number one thing that you've heard? Yeah. And, and I, fathers, uh, they, they're concerned about regrets. I think when they think ahead, when they pause in the busyness of life, uh, a lot of times they're thinking about regrets. They don't want to have regrets at the end. They don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I'd have done a better job. Uh, also, uh, I, what keeps guys up at night is they're just not sure if their boys are growing up as they should be, if they're really maturing, if they're going to be okay once they get away from home or even through the teen years, are they going to be okay? Or are, they, or are we going to go through all mm. kinds of troubles? There's kind of a notion, Marcus, that I think is fairly pre prevalent, which is that um, you're going to have to experience the terrible twos and that you're going to have rebellious teens. Mm. And I say no to both of those. You don't have to have terrible twos. Those can be controlled and come out very well. And you don't have to have rebellious, crazy teens. Your kids don't have to go through all of those dangers and problems and stresses that we think are, we think that's part of growing up. And it's actually it's part of not growing up. And so uh, I think men are, are, are concerned because they assume that there's going to be some tough things ahead, or they're afraid there's going to be some tough things ahead that they won't know how to deal with or help their boys deal with. And so we, we can walk them through that, both how to connect with their sons quickly, easily, very naturally, and then how to get their boys to follow them along through and, and how to guide them. Yeah. So you're saying this book, uh, you know, I know this answer, but I'm just, I'd like you to answer it for the, for the listeners. Like, you know, can it be read by a dad uh, with a kid that's about to approach the ripe old age of two? 
or is it more for fathers that have kind of got got past that stage and now are approaching the teen? That's years? a great question. What, what would you say? That's a good question. The answer is yes. The guy who's got the two year old or the, uh, the one year old or whatever, it's better to start early than to try to make up for mistakes made. Mm -hmm. So the principles, a lot of this stuff won't be used until they are older, but it begins best to apply some of the principles and even some of the techniques that are in the material that early on so that the your kid is already moving forward. He's on a run in the direction you want him to go rather than he's trying to run the other way and you're trying mm -hmm. to turn him around when he's 12, 13, 15 years old. That's a hard job. That can be done. And a lot of dads are going to read this when their sons are at about, you know, in the teen years already. And, and this will tell you how to turn that boat and begin to get it going in the right direction. So the answer is it's useful for dads and they can begin to apply it as soon as they learn the material and different parts will apply when they're little and other parts uh, when they're older. So better to get it and start, you know, learn what you can learn now and apply it because uh, there are a lot of things, Marcus, fighting against our boys. Uh, society is not what it used to be. Our Western culture yeah. is changing and it is anti, in many ways, it is anti-male. It's, it's, it's against the kind of man that we would believe is the true version of manhood. And of course, there's all kinds of crazy ideas out there about what a man ought to be. And so we address that, but you need to get ahead of the game. Uh, guys cannot delay and just get some, get them out front. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, you know, in the business world, uh, you know, I, I do, you know, I help businesses grow and whatnot. And one of the things I always talk about is your goals, right? Um, if you don't have a goal, you don't know where to hit it. Right. And so, you know, it's like a target. And so if you don't know your target, yeah. you don't know how to play the game. Right. So it's like, it's like you're saying, so you're saying that, you know, at an early age, mm -hmm. you got to see some target and you got to also have a way to get there. Right. So it's, it's implanting that target as fathers in our heads. Like, Hey, we don't have to just mm -hmm. blindly walk this course mm -hmm. of, of being a father of fatherhood. There, there, there's some strategy involved, right? There's some, there's some, uh, you know, yeah, intentionality involved, I think correct? I heard you say this one time. I'll give you credit. Uh, someone said, it, being a father <laughs> I, is not instant coffee. And uh, boy, that's the truth. Um, you, it's not just because you bring this person into the world that you're going to know what to do with them. There's a learning curve and, uh, or there needs to be. And, and also, you know, none of you didn't and I didn't come from a perfect family. There, there are no perfect families. OK, there are everybody has flaws. So some, of course, are more flawed and harmful than others, but none are perfect. So we can all learn. We, we need to be learning so that we do a better job than what we received. We appreciate what we got. that was good. But we always need to be learning to gain from others so we can do better. And most men want to be a better dad, uh, they want to be the best dad to their son or to their kids. And so we can learn. And this is a way of sharing what I've learned that has worked, uh, not just for me, but for others and to share it so yeah. that people can easily access that and do better. Yeah, that's great. Well, here, here's something we, you and I have been going back and forth on talking about like, oh, you know, how do you 
be a good dad, right? How do you become this, you know, automatic good dad? You like do check off this box, this box, this box, do this, this, and this, and I'm a good dad. Does it work that way? Or is it, you know, it's a book, right? It's not like you just read the book, you become a good dad and Mm -hmm. boom, you're done. We talk about how it's deeper than that. It starts with the heart, right? Starts with the heart of the actual man Mm -hmm. that is a father. Can you speak into that Um, a little bit? Good. The idea of good uh, definition. Okay. I think it it helps (laughs) definition. Good. Um, the way I would identify good, a good father is a, is a man who produces positive things in his son's life that through his son, good comes out positive, productive, beneficial things come out. And so, um, we want to be men who know how to invest and relate with our children in a way that our children produce beneficial things to the world or experience beneficial things themselves. And so how to do that, though, is not always clear. And But the first step is that you have to have your son's trust. He has to believe that you really care about him, that you really know what you're doing, and that you're the one to give him the guidance. Once you gain his trust, once he's listening to you, in believing what you've got to say, then filling in the gaps, knowing what to do with him um, is what you've been learning, but you'll also be able to pass that on to him because you've got, an, he's got, you've got his ears. So how do you get his attention? I mean, the video games and his buddies and he's, let's say he's 13 or 15 or 12 or 11 or whatever it is, and he, and he, he doesn't want to be around dad because dad's not cool or, or whatever reasons he's, you know, well, how does a dad yep. turn that around so that when dad says, hey, come out in the yard with me, let's go for, you know, do some work or let's get in the truck and go somewhere. The, the son said, yeah. And they're eager to come get with pop. How do we turn that around? And I talk about that, how to do that and and get that because it can be turned around because what I see is that down deep, boys really do want a good relationship with their dad. They really do want to be men someday. And if they value and if they and they so they value manhood and if dad is there and connected in a way that says i'm going to lead you there i'll help you get there i'm on your team it's attractive it's attractive it takes mm-hmm. away the risk and the guessing and the insecurity of knowing who to talk to or what to do dad can alleviate that so we talk i talk about those things of course in this material but getting his trust and getting his ear awesome. is a big first step to being a good dad so so what is so this book save the boys we worked on and now it's on amazon so you can get that uh hardback kindle and a soft cover that i plugged that um what's save the boys all about like just give us a high level high high level view of or you know flyover view of this book to help men achieve what you're talking about well the highest level is that we're teaching dads how to lead their sons into manhood becoming great men a little lower level more specific is that i'm uh, we're talking about how to connect with your son prepare him for and then lead him on a rite of passage uh from stepping from being a boy into a man and so how that process happens it's very important but if i brought it down a little bit i would say it's how a man invites his boy to become a man uh, takes him on a journey 
brings him home and it changes everything. That's what this is about. How to do that. So what motivated you to invest so much um, in this? That's the, yeah, initially, <laughs> um, I mean, I did these things myself. I investigated these things myself because I had boys and, and, uh, it didn't start out the way it is now. I, I learned a lot along the way and it, it developed a much more powerful experience and journey than I had envisioned, but it's both. I, so I both did it from, I did it for my sons for their benefit. And I also did it for my daughter, uh, and her, uh, and our grandchildren, uh, because people need it both sides. The women need great options. Uh, the girls will need great options for husbands. And the men, the boys need to know how to be great men. So this addressed it all. And so I would say a bit, it's selfish because of my, I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it because I want them to have these tools. But you're also doing it for, because you've canceled lots and lots of yeah, families. I, you see the pain. You see the pain oh, when you Mark, don't do let me these tell things, you, right? I, that The counselors have job security in that it's it's bad, but it's true that there are so many people these days who are suffering with, uh, the, you know, all kinds of anxiety and depression and just feelings of helplessness and so forth. And a lot of parents are struggling with knowing how to rear their children. I had a call today. Uh, about a six-year-old and, and a parent is like, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. And these are good parents, loving, you know, very mm-hmm. loving and, and attentive, but they don't know where to go and how to do it. Something got lost uh, over the generations between the farm mm-hmm. and the factory to the PhD and now the internet uh, Zoom world that we live in. Somewhere through there, our culture lost some important pieces of how to nurture and raise a family and how to parent. And so we're bringing some of those back that are very, that were lost or laid aside somehow fumbled, but they're attainable and, and they're very powerful and we, we want to bring them back. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I, I want to inject something here uh, quickly um, because I think it's relevant here. Uh, before I met you, you know, obviously I, I now have a 15 year old son. I did take him on a man about journey, a trip, which was amazing. Um, and there was a lot of fruit from mm-hmm. that, a lot. What was crazy though, is I, it probably would have bore even more fruit if I would have started a mm-hmm. lot earlier, right? But it was something still great for me because I was a slow learner as a dad. And when I, when I had my son, I did not have these resources available to me. Like I did not have, I did have an incredible father-in-law, but it was, you know, we were, we lived far apart. So, and I felt like, honestly, I was, I felt kind of like alone, uh, in my fathering with, um, you know, it's one thing to have, uh, you know, this great father-in-law in your life, that speaks wisdom, but sometimes as men, we still figure, feel like we can mm-hmm. just do this alone, right? And we can go through this process alone and things are going to be fine. When I found out later, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it alone. I just couldn't. And mm-hmm. there was repercussions. And I want to tell the listeners, if you don't know, it's like, I'm the, I'm the, 
I guess the, <laughs> the one that had the problems being a father that now praise God, I'm, you know, I'm working mm -hmm. through now. Right. But you're the one, you're the man that did do it right. Did put some of those steps in place that maybe I didn't. And so there's these two contrasting experiences here coming together and showing and just discussing what, what happens if you don't do it right. And what mm -hmm. happens if you do do it right now, I, I'm not going to beat myself over the head. I've done some great things. The biggest thing I've done is I have yeah. cared enough to want to fix the problem, but I knew it started with my heart. It started mm -hmm. with me inside because as men, we want to fix things, yeah. right? We want to just, you know, if I do this, this, and this, I'm going to be a great dad. No, it's not, it doesn't work out that way. Uh, I wish it did, but it doesn't. You have to own who you are and what God sees you as and believe that, you know? And so the book talks a little mm -hmm. bit about that, right? In yeah. the front. Uh, and we're going to go deeper in this, right? But it's not just like, hey, let's just, it teaches you to, take your son on a, on a experience. It talks more deeper than about just that thing. Right. Could you yeah. Talk and I would, I would also just agree with you that, um, that, that men, they need a, like a, a confidant, a coach. I think they're open to the idea of a coach, coach or, yeah. uh, a trusted mentor or, you know, somebody who has some insight. They've been there before and men are, they'll turn to that and listen mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and get what they can get and take it forward. So we're doing that. We're kind of coaching and, and giving some guidance. Um, but, but men are, are uh, struggling and they, and they have needs and, and they come from all kinds of backgrounds. Uh, you came from a broken situation and so you didn't get some of the things you needed or would like to have gotten. Uh, I came from an alcoholic background, mm -hmm. my dad, was alcoholic and struggled with all that and gambling and the money was gone all the time. A lot of issues came up. Uh, and so none mm. of us comes from a pristine, perfect background, uh, even though it may be a loving background, it's the right. right problem. But those can be overcome and we can learn how to do better. And so I learned early on from a scripture, a lot of it, I just gained a lot. And, uh, and, and being around three men who are just, good men. I gained a little piece from each of those three guys. Um, they weren't pastors mm -hmm. or professionals. They were just good men. And they, I watched them and I learned from them. So we want to help dads by, by shortcutting that and giving them something to watch and to learn from and how to take their boys. And we do want to take them deeper. It's, yeah, it starts with getting a connection with the son, getting his ear, getting his trust and getting his attention. But then going on further and deeper and developing right. the deep parts. And on this trip, on this journey that we you were talking about, I'll bet you that you gained as almost as much as your son did um, from being able to just mm. um, think through the things that you're asking him to think through. So a lot of dads real, that I've taken on these trips and explained it to them, they come back and say, wow, I wasn't expecting that, but that really helped me. I needed that myself. And so, so mm -hmm. yep. Amen. It's true. Yeah. You learn. I mean, when I, when I went on mine, it, it, I, I did some deep reflection uh, on not only where I am, I was mm -hmm. at that point as a father 
you know, but I kind of check myself and like, I can't do this. I can't just, um, put on a mask and be a good dad. There has to be an, a real yeah. change internally. Um, yeah. that's going to help. And one of, the important through, things, you know. one of the important things Marcus, uh, that, that your son will really value, a man's son values his honesty. That he's really, because if you come across mm -hmm. as perfect, he will think he can't measure up because he knows yeah. himself. So yeah. you don't need to be, you know, some horrible, I'm the worst person in the world, son, so you can do better than me. But you seem to be real. And caring for him is, is a first step towards being real. And you, you know, dad can be honest and say, I don't have this all figured out, but I love you with all my heart. And I want to give you what I have. And I want to work with you to avoid problems in your life. I want you to have joy and richness and do well. I'm on your team, son. If you'll let me guide you, I want to do that. Let's do it together. That's honest. That's mm, true. That's, that's from the heart. And it's attractive. It's attractive. It is. It is. Absolutely. So, I got, I got a few more questions here. Just, uh, again, just going over the high level on this book. We're, uh, in upcoming episodes, we're going to be diving deep into yeah. each chapter, right? Steven, you're going to give away the book, if you will, if you were actually, if you listen to all the podcasts, you know, um, you'll hear the book in, in a sense, but it's, we are, we still, I, you know, we can't go through every detail, but it's a good high level cliff note version uh, of the book. Let me ask you this. How did, how do we get uh, to the place where we are as a society and as men? I mean, I, I'd like you to speak into that because that was probably one of our obviously whys for even naming Save the Boys, right? It was long coming, I think, and a bit complicated, but mm -hmm. basically uh, men were distanced from their families. And that began the decline for the boys and the wives and everyone. The whole family began to crumble a bit as the fathers were pulled away for sometimes good purposes, um, uh, work. And men left the farm to go to the factory, for example, because they could make better wages and, and uh, be you know, more uh, pr provisional for their families. Uh, men went to war in World War One and Two. Men were taken away. They left their families for long, extended times. And when they came back, they were emotionally distanced because they didn't share all the, for, for good reasons, they chose not to share all the gory details of the things they had seen. They wanted to protect their families from that kind of stuff. But it created a kind of distance. Mm. And meanwhile, the kids were left behind and the moms and Grannies and the grandfathers or others were left to give them the boys guidance and care and attention. Sometimes young boys were left, you know, teenage boys were left in charge of the farm or the family and had to take on responsibility quickly. And so they didn't even get to experience the childhood. And so less and less, the passing of the baton took place and uh, fellas, uh, boys were left to figure it out or be guided by people who were uh, professionals. So the, the teachers began to do the professional schools. They began to do all the teaching or maybe at home. It was partly some lessons at home, but partly just experience working alongside dad in the shop or, the, or, or on the farm or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And so that distance uh, caused the connection between father, one generation and the next between fathers and sons to be dropped in the how-tos. 
to be lost because again, it went to professionals. So um, professional counselors, professional religious teachers, the, the, the preachers, the pastors, the elders, deacons, whatever, they, they were no longer the local men, but people hired from outside to come in and take those roles. And so boys were dropped and lost and turned over many times to women to take care of uh, for, for attention and care and guidance even. Uh, with more divorces, then mm-hmm. more often the mother was a single guide and caregiver for the for the young boys growing up. And so men were distant. And then men got involved, of course, in play. Uh, that's another thing that happens where they have their own, whether it's work that they get involved in too much or um, they get involved in play. So their own interests, their own entertainments, uh, uh, whether it's ATVs every weekend, riding with their buddies, uh, watching football, or uh, whether it's you know it's gaming on the internet, playing uh, video games or something like that, uh, men got distracted because they didn't get it before them, and they didn't know what they should take forward. So every generation has made a greater distance between the father and the son, and less familiarity with the tools of how to connect and guide. That's how we got where we are. That's how we got so far down the path. And um, uh, different cultures have done this. It's not just us, but um, in different cultures. Sometimes it wasn't a choice. Sometimes it was fostered on people. I think uh, uh, it was due to war or due to death or due to upheavals of uh, political upheavals and that kind of thing that sometimes communities were torn apart. And uh, the, the young men struggled yeah. after that. Yeah. So, you know, what's really difficult now is we're kind of in this state that we're just used to as marked normal. You know, Uh, we are now it is normal to go do the nine to five. It is normal to, you know, work during the day and not have a farm. Right. And so what do we do? What do we do? You know, how do we balance it now? Because as you and and I'm I'm going to go one step further before I have you answer. It's like, I mean, you see uh, some of the tribes out there uh, have this incredibly close bond with their family, right? And how they take a, a very serious, and I think you have experience yeah. with tribes, right? With So what do we do mm-hmm. as American men? <laughs> now, obviously, we're not going to go join a tribe, right? We're not going to, we're not going to, we're just not used to that lifestyle. So what? So why, why is this important that men address this and how can we work in the yeah. situation now that we're in? Well, um, I did live overseas. I lived in East Africa for many years, a uh, decade, and uh, <clears throat> very closely lived in a, like a, the bush, it was called. It was a pretty rural situation and became very mm-hmm. close with a particular tribal group there and language and if we ate with them, they were family, they were friends to us. But as I observed them, because I was um, part of my role was to observe and learn, I, I noticed that they really connected with their young men and they knew how to lead their boys well. And their boys were growing up to be members of the community. And they and there was a time, there was a, literally a time when they would shift from being boys into men. I mean, their bodies look the same from one day to the next, but their their heart, their attitude, their view of themselves shifted. I mean, just overnight. And so I looked at that. I said, we need this. We don't have this in in the West. We don't have this, but boy, we need some way for a 
from a fella to draw a line and say, on this day or at this time or at this event, my life changed and I left behind boyhood and I moved into manhood. And you know, we have all kinds of ways of defining that. We say, well, you, you know, you first time you get drunk or you're 16 or you get your driver's license or you graduate from high school or some kind of mm-hmm. you know, basically silly thing that just it doesn't define manhood at all. And so uh, this uh, what we've done is we've come up with a, a type of um, event that will move that bar in a similar way. It's not African. It's not you know, culturally some other cultures, but it's ours. And it does, but we borrow from it. We learn from it. And so we came up with our own way of doing that. I tried it with mm-hmm. my boys and it worked. And I've tried it with other fathers and their sons. It, it's worked. And you do this and you do this through right now. We just actually went through uh, retreats, a retreat, yeah. a Save the Boys Retreat, um, which was our first official Save the Boys Retreat, right? Uh, and yeah. before you called it a man about, um, but it's, it's now a thing. I will ask you like, how did that go? And how, if there was say like a church or a group of men that's listening to this, that want to do it with other guys, how could you teach this, right? You teach men, not only it's not just a book form, but you actually help them yeah. help train them in a sense to prepare them to take their boy on yeah, uh, a man yeah, and it worked great. Right, I mean, the feedback was suit was a hundred percent positive. All the men who attended came back and said, "I've got to do this. I wish I'd have started earlier, or I'm glad I got this now when my son is mm-hmm. five because I know what to start doing now to get ready for when he's uh, he, you know, moves towards um, uh, teen years." And so, a very positive, very positive feedback. How can we help? What can I do next? That kind of stuff. But it's a 36-hour um, retreat, and it's not for the boys. It's for the dads. It's for the men, mentors as well. Men will. It could be uncles or older mm-hmm. brothers. Whoever's going to lead eventually a young man. It could be not your own. You might be mentoring other boys in the community or, or a nephew or someone. But I take them on uh, 36, for 36 hours. We step out, and I introduce them to the big pieces of this event, and we experience some of it. They experience some of it. And we actually do these things so that they not only know it in their head, but they have felt the change, the shift, the good themselves. And and so when they come out, uh, they're ready and, and they understand it for the first time. You can read the book and I want people to read the book because it does explain it. But there's just another level of when you actually somebody shows you when they kind of here, hold this, do it this way, feel that. It's just different than someone explaining it to you. So the combination is the best. Yep. And but yeah, yeah the retreats have been the retreat has been very well received and very productive. And guys get it. They really get it. Because we don't have anything quite like it in our culture. And so used to we did. It was passed down and people got it because of that, but it hadn't been passed down. So it's uh, the retreats are a very, very strong step in the right direction for dads. Amazing. Yeah. And if you are interested, you can, if you're a listener, this resonates with you. You see, you see this, this could actually help you in your, or your fellow kinsmen or whoever you're, you know, whatever church you belong to or whatever. 
uh, you can go to savetheboys.us. There you can also find uh, uh, the book and a link to buy the book. Uh, but we are, yeah, this this is something that Stephen and I uh, are, are working to make available to uh, many, many men uh, across the nation, hopefully. So we're going to start locally, right? Uh, but we are, we're, you know, I think the last one was in Ohio. You're in Knoxville. So but we will, you know, we can travel. But uh, yeah, excited about that, Stephen, um, yeah. the next the next year and what, what it brings. Describe what you see as success, like the ideal outcome for these guys. So you take them on their retreat or they read the book and they do it themselves. What's the yeah, dream the, at well, the end? Well, for the dads that, that they would go back home and know what to say to their kids the next day to get the ball started, to get it rolling, whether their their little fellow is five or he's 15 or he's older, but they would know, here's what I need to do today and they would get started and see that turnaround because what a what a good thing it is when fathers and sons begin to work together and they agree and they're working together so that's one the long-term good out of it is that a dad would be able to lay down at night and not worry about whether his son's making good choices or not that when he's 18 years old and he's out mm. he knows his son is doing good and whenever he's choosing someone he's going to date or marry that he knows his son knows what to mm -hmm. do and knows what kind of person to look for. And he also knows what he needs to be. Yeah. And so you want a young man who's confident, even when the world is going nuts, but he's stable, he's confident, he is uh, wise, and he's he's a, he produces for the world. I don't mean just money and goods, but he produces goodwill and goodness in the world. Somebody you can be proud of. And to know right. that your son is on that path and you don't have to watch over his shoulder or fret or, you know, or, or um, you know, worry about him and gives you a great peace of mind and a lot of pride that is a good, healthy kind of pride. That's what you want to have when your sons are out of the house and they're out on their own. You want that. And I can attest to the fact that it right. is great treasure for a dad to know that. So that's what we want people to have. And and I know that after Save the Boys, um, there is something we're developing. Now, it's not, it would be a perfect world if the son just got it and everything is great and he's off and running, right? This does mitigate the risk of him going off course, right? But mm -hmm. discipleship, discipleship. Yeah. What are we doing with discipleship? After, yeah, after you got to have it. And this part, it's mentioned in, in the book under the last section of it, but we don't go into it really deeply. But uh, yeah, that when you get back home, um, after things have started headed down the right direction, well, where do you go? What's next, right? Uh, what are the follow-ups um, as he goes through these next few years yeah. at home? And so we're beginning to prepare those materials. That's part of what Father Magazine will be doing is uh, curating and, and creating, in some, some instances, curate, uh, creating materials that will give dads here are next steps or here's advice and counsel. And, uh, you know, next year I hope to be putting together uh, something specifically for the first uh, 60 days after uh, a dad takes his son on one of these journeys and uh, they come back home, then they've got 60 days and know exactly what to do day by day. They will really solidify the commitments, the direction, 
and keep that bond, get that bond off on a really strong footing. And uh, so that's one of the projects down the road as well. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. And so our listeners know, so we, Stephen and I have partnered, started an organization. It's a 501c3 called Father Media Group. And we, our commitment is to create resources for men to help them be the best they can be in all aspects of their life from father first, right? We're, we're really focusing on the father fatherhood aspect, but even like in their own lives, like their heart and, and how they process uh, maybe their past, things like that. But uh, we're starting with a lot of our materials right now is focusing on fathers. So we're focusing on save the boys. And then as we move forward, we're going to create more and more resources. Father Magazine is our more just, it isn't going to be a full-fledged magazine right now. We're focusing on just the book here, but I want to let you guys know if, you know, uh, out there, if you see this as being something you want to be on board with us, partner with us and see uh, the value of what we're bringing into the world, we invite you to get involved. So the one way you can do that is obviously prayer. Uh, sign, you know, just on the homepage, there's a, you get a free ebook for your sons. You can fill out the form and you'll be on our list. So we can tell you more about what we're talking about here, more that, and then keep you up to date on some of the new, uh, products that we're going to be creating in the future. Uh, the next one is father field guide. So we'll be telling yeah. you about that later. Right, Stephen. So I'm going to wrap this up with you. I'm going to ask you one last question. What you, you know, what you share works for you, but how do you know if this works for Mm -hmm. other guys too? Like some guys would say, oh, it's probably, he has pretty awesome, you know, just chill sons, you know, they just very malleable and they just, he just got, he lucked out with some incredible sons, fathers that are like from birth, you could tell, oh boy, here he comes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will that's what do you well, feel that's a that, fair so question. Is. That's what it is, because that's the reality. Is it? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. We all, don't all have naturally compliant, easy breezy situations. It's really, really tough. Yeah. And um, so, my short answer is is that <laughs> is that I want to tell all these dads that it works, and you can do it, the, because the the most important element is that you show up and you show you care. We already kind of referred to that. I think earlier you said some things there. That's a big deal. So you show up and you care. That's important. And, um, and then the, I wanted to know, I've worked with, I'm not the only guy to do this. I've helped other men to do this over the years. And so far, not one has come back and said, ah, didn't work for me. Didn't work for my boy. Some came back and said, oh, I think I could have done this better, or I wish I had said that, or you know, I was, I, here's what happened. And, but they all come back with a positive encounter with their sons that the boy also thinks this was positive. It was helpful. Good. We're moving the ball in the right direction. And so if you get on first base or you hit a home run, you got on. And that beats where you are now, where you're striking out. So I would say it's it's very important that they take this and go as far as it goes. It's a starter. It's a good place. It's, it's, it's very important. It's very powerful to turn the boat and get it going the right direction. But it's a starter and go for it as far as it'll go and then build from there.
And that's, that's what they had to do. And every boy is different. So it's okay. Awesome. Well, Steven, uh, I'm excited. This is going to be a pretty cool journey that we're going to go on together. And uh, I'm excited to see what, you know, how the world responds to this book and, uh, mm-hmm. and the men out there. Uh, so I want to, I want to leave with an invitation to our listeners. Okay. A few things we'd like you to do. One, if you can follow mm-hmm. us on this podcast, that greatly help us because we want, we, we want to talk to you. We want to, uh, have community with our listeners. So the way to do that is to like, and, uh, and also the second thing is, uh, to go on our site at fathermagazine.com. You'll see a button at the top that says, join us. And I'll put this in the, in the show notes, uh, Go ahead and click uh, join us and then just fill out your first name, last name, and email. You will then be uh, on our our community list and we will be able to talk with you and, and tell you. And we're not going to spam you. We're only going to send you important uh, communication so uh, you can um, so we can help in any way uh, as you become a father, craft your fathering skills, and as you uh, continue Mm -hmm. to be refined as a man. Um, and the other thing is if you want, there's also a book, uh, there's a book tab up there. You click books and then there's a drop down that says save the boys book. You just go there or you can go to save the boys book.com and you can, uh, go ahead and get a book. And lastly, if you are interested in, um, uh, Steven to run a, save the boys retreat for your church or organization, or just so if you're a group of guys that are interested in this, doing this together, uh, send us a note at wisdom at father or you can go to our site. There's a uh, contact page. You can fill out that form. So that's it. This is the first episode of many episodes talking about this book. And we are so excited for the next one. Um, we're going to be digging into chapter one and, uh, Let's get yeah. deep on that. So, Stephen, thank you so much for so, your time. So welcome. I'm glad and, for the opportunity. And and I just want to, without, we don't want to omit the fact that if you're a dad and you only have girls, you don't have any boys, um, mm. you, you need to be behind us on this for one, because we're out there trying to make some great men for your daughters one day. But also there are benefits mm-hmm. in this. So you'll know how to guide your girls to know what to look for in a young man. And you'll also be able to help yep. some young men. I have neighborhood boys and such. And so who dads were not present. So everybody can benefit from this, whether you have sons or not, whether you're old or young, whatever you can benefit and you can use this because we have to do this together. It's so mm-hmm. important as a society that we save the boys. And so that's why we're about this yeah. campaign. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stephen, uh, for everything. And, uh, and those who are listening, thank you for listening in. And we uh, look forward to uh, showing up next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Father Podcast. The Father Podcast is brought to you by Father Magazine in affiliation with Father Media Group, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our sole mission is to restore and advance the presence of biblical manhood in today's world. We provide wisdom-bearing resources to help men find the answers they need to live out their God-given roles confidently and faithfully. 
If you feel called to help us advance our mission, we ask you to partner with us by subscribing to this podcast and or making a donation at fathermagazine.com so we can continue to create more resources just like this for a future generation of men. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.